Conversation, a weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neal. Hello. How are you doing this week, Sam? I'm pretty good, thank you. Cool, good. I just got back from a weekend away, have played no magic. <laughs> was your weekend away enjoyable? It was very much, yeah. Awesome, uh, good. Was pretty good. Good, good. Uh, I love Brighton. The yeah. only thing is there's, there's like no magic there. <laughs> yeah, Brighton's great. I mean, like we covered in like my in like the second episode or something, like I um, kind of learned to play magic in Brighton and then like the F and M was in like an old council building or something somewhere. Like there weren't <laughs> like, there weren't really any stores. Like I think there was one store that did like Yu Gi Oh tournaments, but that was it. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't find anything. Like I mean it has everything else I could possibly want. Yeah. yeah it was really cool. I just ate loads of food. Sweet. It's really good. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, like no magic, so what's the point? <laughs> it's clearly crap. Sure. Um, yeah, it's really good. I'm just really tired because it took like seven hours to drive back to Birmingham because of the traffic. Oh, wow. And I decided to drive down the M20, like up, up the M25 past Heathrow yeah. on a Sunday. <laughs> pretty, pretty bad. Uh, I mean, I don't really understand what any of those words mean, but it, okay, it, Heathrow, took, it, it took seven hours. If it took longer for you to get home from Brighton than it did for me to get home from Watford, then it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <exactly. laughs> it's pretty bad. We took a couple of stops, but like, yeah, I mean, Heathrow is an airport, right? Yeah, I know that much. <laughs> and you have to get on this motorway to get to it. Sure. Apparently lots of people want to go to the airport. <laughs> Uh, at the same time, I want to travel home. So, but yeah, it was good. I, awesome. I had a good time. But cool. I played Netflix. I imagine that your weekend was probably more noteworthy than mine. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, obviously went to Nationals. Mm-hmm. Done pretty much nothing but play Magic for like three days straight. Uh, it's been good. really sweet. Really, really good. Uh, yeah, had an absolute blast. Um, pretty much just stuck to playing like the main event. I think I ended up doing a bit better than I thought I was going to on day one. Or at least... Yeah. Like, Earlier on in day one, so I thought, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll just I'll just stick it out, see how it goes. I could you know I could do with the points. Um, we'll just play it out and see what happens. Uh, I got down there early on the Friday as well, so we're playing some like the the trials and like the, do it like a draft or something as well. So mm-hmm. I just managed to play a ridiculous amount of magic. It's been great fun. Sweet. I'm very tired though. Uh, <laughs> got back about like half eleven last night, and I haven't really done anything all day today. I took the day off work to kind of rest up, but mm. I just feel drained, like physically and mentally. Well worth it though. Oh, absolutely! It's always worth it for a good weekend of magic. Yeah. See, I'm never normally tired after magic tournaments because I play day one. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like piss about with traders for the rest of the weekend, so I don't, I don't actually get that time. Yeah. But actually playing good magic for the whole weekend then. Uh... <laughs> It's going to be a bit more taxing. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I think wasn't really playing the the most straightforward of decks as well, and like yeah, this this draft format, you do have to think a little bit at times as well. Ugh, that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of draft, should we mm-hmm. do a cracker pack this week? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna call this our our last M19 booster for the foreseeable future. We'll okay, do something more interesting next week. Uh, that's fine by me but yeah given that I, I did have to draft M19 twice at Nationals mm-hmm. let's go for it this week I've got a pack that I won uh, that I, d- I did not want I'm not sure where this pack came from to be honest I think <laughs> just when you found around the house yeah this is just just a pack I have <laughs> who knows who knows let's just crack it open then right so first up uh, we have Tolarian Scholar god no nope <laughs> second up we have Dwarven Priest uh, it's better than Tolarian Scholar yeah absolutely um, I think Dwarven Priest is fine it's a playable in most decks and it's mm-hmm. it's just got a really awkward body like 2-4 is just really awkward to deal with mm-hmm. yeah block most things and yeah it's it's decent but I'll be sad if we first pick it yeah I agree after that we've got Field Creeper Oh, every time I swear this guy's in every pack we open. <laughs> Pretty, uh, I'm, I hate this it is. Pack. It's um, uh, I don't, I don't know if it's a, as terrible as I feel it is. Uh, sometimes they just play it on turn two, and if they're a hyper aggressive deck, then it, it will actually get some work. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I don't no, like I just, it. I don't yeah. like it as an early pickup. Just throw it in the bin. Yeah, <laughs> be done with it. Uh, so after that, we have got bristling ball. It's, no, it's, yeah, uh, mm, is it better than golden priest? Uh, I think it is because. Mm. It, I mean, stick them in the arena together. It's a four-three dwarven priest is a two-four. It's going to kill a dwarven priest. Sure. And it can't be blocked by more than one creature as well. So if the priest's blocking it, it's blocking it alone. I think the sure. ball is probably okay. picked so far. Mm-hmm. So after that, we got hostile minotaur, a three and a red for a three-three minotaur with haste. Uh, I like it in the aggressive decks. Yeah, it is. It's fairly good in the aggressive decks, but uh, again, it would be pretty sad first picking it. Yeah, I think I'd rather take the 
4-3, I guess. Yeah, I think so, because I know in pretty much any green deck, I'm going to be playing that, that ball, whereas I yeah. might not necessarily play the Hostile Manitor in all of my red decks. That's true. Sure. Cool. After that, we come to Aviation Pioneer. It's two and a blue for a 1-2 Human Artificer. When it enters the battlefield, you create a 1-1 one, one colorless Thopter. That's a reasonable card. I'll take that. Yeah, um, hmm, I think so as well. I think I do prefer it slightly to the ball. Uh, mm -hmm. I do like the blue-based artifacts decks myself, so I yeah, probably sort of lean towards that as my pick here, I think. Sweet. For that, we've got Titanic Growth, one the green. Instant, target creature gets plus four, plus four until end of turn. Um, I think that's the second best card in the pack, but I'd still probably say the Pioneer. Yeah, I, I agree there. Absolutely fine playable card. Mm -hmm. Feels kind of weird saying that, but it's it's just good in this format. Yep. Uh, so for that we've got Cavalry Drill Master. One and a white for a 2-1. Uh, and as a battlefield, target creature gets plus two, plus zero, and first strike and plunder turn. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's as good as the Aviation Pioneer. Mm -hmm. uh, it's definitely very playable in the, the red-white deck, yeah. but I wouldn't want to pick it up as a first pick. Nope. Uh, another card I wouldn't pick up as a first pick is Walking Corpse. It's one and a black for a 2-2 two -two zombie. Ugh. Jeez. Yeah. I hate it nearly as much as I hate Field Creeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like at least Field Creeper has like artifact synergy. Yeah, but I hate it more. Yeah, so. fair enough. <laughs> Just a stupid face. Sure. Uh, after that, we've got Shock. That is one red for an instant. Deals two damage to any target. Hey, looks like I'm taking a Shock. Yeah, uh, I think so as well. I think that would be my pick at this point too. Mm -hmm. So, as the last of the commons, we've come to first of the uncommons. Uh, we've got Fell Spectre, three in a black for a 1-3 with fire. And as the battlefield, target opponent discards a card. When an opponent discards a card, that player loses two life. Uh, I don't think it's better than just taking a real spell at this point. I kind of feel like it is. Um, I think I think if it was like Lightning Strike, I think there might be mm. more of an argument for taking Lightning Strike over Shock, but I think Fell Spectre is just better than Shock any day. Okay, sure. I mean, it, yeah, like you get a 1-3 body, opponent discards a card, and they lose two life. Yeah, maybe this is why I'm just not doing what a draft. It's uh, <laughs> pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, so after Fell Spectre, we've got Siegebreaker Giant, 3 and 2 red for a 6-3 with Trample. Pay 3 and a red, target creature can't block this turn. Uh, no. No, it, again, it's like really good in the, in like the hyper-aggressive red decks. It's like your, your top end, but yep. the Fell Spectre is just fantastic. Mm -hmm, sure. Here's an interesting one. So we come to our last of the uncommons, and we've got Sleep. It's a 2 and 2 blue for a sorcery. Tap all creatures target player controls. Those creatures don't untap during that player's next untap step. This card's really good. Yeah, I, I, I do quite like it myself as well. Uh, I, I found that like, at worst, it's almost just kind of acts like a time walk. Mm -hmm, yeah. Like, you tap down their creatures, you'll get in for, for some damage, and then they'll like they'll draw something and play it and pass back to you. Like mm -hmm. I think I'd be happy taking this. Yeah, I, hmm. I think it's quite a, quite an interesting one there. I, I feel like, personally, I would take the... The Fell Spectre at this point. I do like Sleep a lot. I think it is a very powerful card, but mm. I just, yeah, I just feel like you get so much value from the Fell Spectre. Sure, I think I, this is just me obviously not respecting Fell Spectre in any kind of way. <laughs> Quite possibly, yeah. Yeah, I think you're, with, with Sleep, obviously, two and two blue, you're committing yourself to blue. And, yeah, but which I think the... you probably will be if you are playing that card, because it, is, it sure. is a very good card. Yeah, it's not even one of the best blue cards to take. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I think there's. I think it's very close between the two of them, and like I could easily be wrong as well, but All right. I think out of the yeah. two, I would take the Fell Spectre. Okay, just just open a like bomb mythic, and then we won't have to have this conversation anymore. <laughs> um, well, it's not a bomb mythic, but we're probably going to have to take it. Uh, our rare in the pack is Patient Rebuilding. It's three okay. and two blue for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, target player puts the top three cards of their library into the graveyard, then you draw a card for each land put into the graveyard this way. Uh... Are we really gonna have to? Is this talk? Yeah, that? yeah. Patient rebuilding is, is is fantastic. Okay, sure. Yeah, sure. I mm. like you don't have to play like the mill strategy or whatever. Um, just, yeah, you just get a value off it. Yeah, yeah. Like your opponent loses three cards, <coughs> and like maybe you know, one of them's land and you draw a card. So it just works as a one sided howling mine most of the time. Yeah, totally. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I do like the card a lot. Uh, and then we do have, have a Meandering River in the pack as well, in the basic land slot. Sweet, I'm not taking that. <laughs> Maybe it'll come back on the wheel and we'll, we'll do a blue-white deck. Mm -hmm. Cool, so yeah, that was our, our last M19 pack for the foreseeable future, hopefully forever, to be honest. <laughs> and I've just demonstrated how I know nothing about the fall. <laughs> <laughs> Which is absolutely fine, like, uh, national, Nationals is gone now, like, unless you're going to be drafting this for, like, for 
the store championships, then mm-hmm. you know you don't need to learn the format. You don't need but to play like, the like, format. I'm, like, yeah, I've not I've not been interested in this format particularly. Yeah, same. Like I've done a couple of drafts, but like, ugh, it's just it's been uninspiring. Yeah, and so I'm it, but... glad to see it gone. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. How long have we got to wait till Ravnica? Uh, we have about six weeks till Ravnica's out. Uh, so long, yeah. so far away. It does, does still feel quite a while. Yeah. But oh, if well. I crack a pack out of the week, let's move on to our card of the week this week. So do mm-hmm. you have a card of the week this week, Sam? I do. What is your card this week? It is Hardened Scales. Hey, that's a card I like. It's a sweet card. It is one uh, single green for an enchantment. Yeah. If one or more plus one plus one counters be put on a creature you control, that many plus one plus one plus one counters, which is annoying to say, I put onto it. Um, so this is being played in the Hardened Scales Affinity, the modular deck. Yeah. Um, which at the moment seems to just be the correct build of Affinity. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it's just so. it could just be so explosive. Um, and obviously, so you're playing Art Brown uh, Ravager, Art Brown Worker, yeah. playing that Walker, Seal Overseer, Walking Ballista. Uh, the list I'm looking at has a single sparring construct <laughs> because apparently four well, that yeah. um, but it's just just all in on the plus one plus one counters really yeah sure so you're playing ancient stirrings which is the best country yeah well it's definitely the best, best country with this deck um, uh, it's just going all in and trying to get really really aggro rather than um, messing about with um, uh, well, what's the what's the equipment called uh Cranial plane, cranial Jeez, plane yeah, that's... yeah. Well, um, <laughs> so it's just a, it's a shooting cranial plane and just going in for like for just making massive, massive creatures. Yeah. Because um, if you have a uh, hand scouts player with still over here, everything gets plus like gets two counters, and then your other armor just become ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and just make everything completely huge, and then you can just kill them with a walking blister because they get that big. Yeah. Um, it's just, I think the correct version. Of affinity currently, because it was it was sort of like a, a um, under the radar deck for a while. People were messing about with it, like the sort of modular deck, and we're yeah. just going really to the ground with it. But mm, it just seems really good. Yeah, I agree. I, like it's that thing of like every now and then, like affinity will just completely fall off the map because uh-huh. usually some other artifact is doing better, is doing like fairly well so people have to bring in all of the artifact hate and affinity just is not the the deck to play in the format yeah so i feel like we're in that sort of state at the moment mm-hmm. and I, I like i really like the hardened deck scales version of the deck because i feel like it it does add that element of explosiveness to it which i think is kind of the sort of edge that, that the deck needs to be able to survive in the the format currently yeah and you just you don't just fold to uh to a stony silence like it becomes hard but yeah you, you can still have reasonable creatures. Yeah. Like your Arbor Images like come in as two twos and stuff like that. Like it's not it's not completely embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, against any science, which against regular affinity you just sort of lose to. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's really sweet. And um I'm excited to see where the deck goes because I'm not sure if we've got like the, the sort of tuned final version at the moment. Yeah. But Hard Cards is a sweet card. Um yeah, and I like it. Considering at one point it was just sort of like draft chaff. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, it was played in standard for a while. Like Absand Scales yeah. was the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just it's just nice to that that card doing stuff because it's, it's it's a really cool card. Yeah, yeah. like it's the fact that it costs one mana is uh is really sweet. Yeah, it was. I remember it being very annoying with uh, Walking Ballista. Sorry, not Walking Ballista. Hangerback Walker. Hangerback Walker. Oh god, I remember how long ago that standard was? Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah, um, it was literal years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I remember Hangerback Walker? I still think of like. Uh, like Kanzo Taka and Origins is like oh you know a couple of years ago but it's like it's like you know Origins was 2015 yeah and Kanzo was 2004 it's just so long ago yeah uh, better times remember Jace Rebel that was a great day yeah yeah remember when Jace was $100 I do oh man <laughs> anyway hey, maybe, maybe maybe next is the fate we'll get there we'll see yeah we're the next $100 standard card sure. yeah. <laughs> sweet well, what is your card of the week uh, so my card of the week is Sorcerer's Spyglass. Mm-hmm. Uh, simply because I think it's a fantastic, probably underplayed card that just did so much work for me this weekend in Standard. Mm-hmm. So I decided to... Obviously I played the, the Mono Blue Paradoxical Reservoir deck uh, in Standard for Nationals. 
Yep. So I was the list I was playing was kind of mostly just uh, PV's list. Sure. Because like you know, Paolo Vita Domino Rosa is arguably one of the best Magic players of all time. He's pretty good. I Love trust, her. Yeah, trust his opinion when it comes to things and. He, he took the deck to the Pro Tour, so I thought, well, if it's good enough for him for the Pro Tour, then you know, surely I should probably just take it to Nationals. Mm-hmm. It's a deck I like playing a lot, uh, so I based my main board on pretty much the exact one he was running, except I made a couple of changes. Um, I was playing a Sorcerer Spyglass in my main board as a one-of, yep. and it just did so much work. Sure. Like, game one against Turbo Fog, like, you resolve a Sorcerer Spyglass and they, they just can't win. Like, you, you, named name Teferi, Teferi. Yeah, you named Teferi, and... They can't activate the Teferi. Mm-hmm. They don't have anything to remove it. Or they don't have anything to counter it in the main board. Uh, if they're playing, obviously, if they're, like the build that's playing Khan main board, that's not even an issue really because you just make Thopters with Psy to like block their constructs and kill Khan. Sweet. You just yeah, just get there. Like let them take all the turns they want. Let them fog all they want. In your in your end, you're either going to get there with a beat Thopter beat down, or you're just going to storm off. Yep. So that did a lot of work there. Uh, it did a load of work against like blue-white control as well. Again, just naming Teferi. Uh, I found it was really useful against the the red decks as well. Uh, just the fact that you get to see their hands, so like you you know whether or not it's going to be safe to to cast you if it works as well. Because if you're just casting it and like they just abrade it the earliest times possible, then it just feels really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, just getting that information is just just vital, absolutely vital. I think when you're playing against the red decks, or if they've got like a, like a load of cards underneath a Bowmark Courier and they've got cards in their hand as well, like it really helps with working out when you should be blocking and when you shouldn't be as well. And yep. you can still name cards in their deck. Like it still turns off Hazard, it still turns off Heart of Kieran, still turns off Scrap Heap Scrounger. So it's not like a totally dead card against them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Like that's an underplayed card. Yeah. Uh, just putting putting one in the main deck, just just so you can cheese those wins against those decks. Yeah, totally. It seems it seems definitely worth it, and like it's not like it's. I mean, you know, it still makes a thopter offside. Yeah, like exactly. that. yeah, still makes a thopter offside, and if you've got a statue out, it still taps for mana essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's really sweet. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, I think yeah, basically just because it, it it did so well for me over the weekend, just wanted to give it some love this week for my card of the week. Sweet. So I suppose that's a very good segue into our main topic. It is yeah. So I guess I'm just kind of going to do like a tournament report kind of thing. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had he did say last week that I would do a bit of a vlog and sort of film some video and stuff like while I was down there. Mm-hmm. Started off really well. I've got like loads of really cool B-roll of like me on the train going down to to Watford. Sweet. Uh, and then I've got some really cool footage uh, coming back like on the drive back. Like we ended up like making like a detour to uh, drop another player off like somewhere because like the trains were off. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, were like replacement bus services and stuff and it was going to take him like two hours to get home when he lived like ten miles away wasn't out the way so we were like oh we'll, we'll just drop you off on the way back uh, and then we ended up driving past through like it's like Hemel Hempstead and they've got like this, this like notorious roundabout in Hemel Hempstead called like the magic roundabout <laughs> which it's like a, it's like one giant roundabout it's a junction and then it has six roundabouts around it as well like smaller ones Jesus. It's just the most bizarre thing I've ever seen and I've ever driven in. So we've got like loads of cool footage going around that. Uh, but I didn't actually record anything while I was at Nationals itself. Well, you were busy taking the tournament down, right? Uh, I was attempted to, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, unfortunately there won't be the, the cool vlog that I really wanted to do. So you'll have to have to listen to me ramble on about stuff instead. I'm sure people can manage that, right? I mean, they listen to us ramble every week, so... Yeah, true, true. <laughs> So yeah, I think once again, like nationals just seem to be that weekend where I, I just do some really fun, silly things and get super jammy all weekend. Sweet. Started right right from the get go, so I, I get there on the Friday and got down there sort of a lot earlier than I had anticipated. Mm-hmm. Uh, ended up being a bit early. I got off the train in London, so I, I had a little bit of time to kill to wait for my train over to Watford. So I just mm-hmm. went around London for a little bit and got some well in the King's Cross area, got some food. Um, went to V Cross, which is pretty cool, mm-hmm. and then went to get on the train, not realizing that actually I'd spent too long like talking to the guy that worked there about like <laughs> <laughs> about nineties hardcore bands while <laughs> <laughs> eating like <laughs> like vegan kebab. It was <laughs> I totally lost track of time, so I'd like missed the train that I had been booked on. Uh, so, but so you. We're nearly late for a magic tournament because you were too busy talking to a man who worked in a vegan shop about 90s hardcore. Yes. Is that the most Joe Larton sentence that's ever existed? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, so I got back to the King's Cross station being like, oh, 
I've missed the train. I mean, it's not going to be so bad. There's trains to Watford all the time, and it was probably not going to mm-hmm. cost that much. Yeah. So what? I'll, you know, well, maybe my ticket will still work for, to get through the, the barriers. So I tried it. It worked. I managed to get onto the underground with my ticket. Sweet. Uh, ended up just taking like the next train anyway, and like nobody checked my tickets or said anything. So that was pretty sweet. Amazing. Uh, that, the train that I got on was like a faster train or something, or it was going somewhere else, so it was just taking like a more direct route to Watford. So Watford Junction was like the next stop with that train, whereas the other one was going to take a little while to get there. So mm-hmm. I ended up getting there earlier than I would have done if I got the first train. Sure. Initially, and I ended up turning up like dead early to check in for my hotel, and was like, oh, I'm here early. Is there any chance like there's a room ready? Like, could I check in now? And yeah. they're like, oh yeah, your room's like literally just been done. Go on up. Oh. It's like, ah, oh, so good. It was just like <laughs> one after another. Everything was just going like that. So oh, uh, get up to the room, sort myself out, and then head down to the venue. Uh, Watford Coliseum it was uh, it was a pretty interesting venue. It was pretty cool. I had a there was a couple of side events going on, like drafts and stuff. And I thought I'd, I'd sign up for the the trial. So if you you won, it was single elimination. Uh, it was capped at 64 players, and then if you won the trial and you won a bye in nationals, which I thought mm-hmm. was pretty good. Uh, so I, I get there pretty much just as they're opening. I sign up, uh, walk over to the vendors as they're obviously they're still getting stuff out of there, out and sort of packing it up and setting up their cases. Yep. And setting out one of the display cases, and they put down a top loader for Sarah Sanctum in it. Mm-hmm. And I see the price at like 65 pounds, and I'm like, seems no, reasonable. That's uh, seems ridiculously good. It's like yeah. absolutely near mint copy of it. So I'm like, mm, that seems good. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so the guy putting them out, I was like, is there is the price right on that? And he went, yeah. I mean, it probably should be a lot higher than it is, but that's, that's what we're going for. <laughs> so to that, I said, uh, do you accept card? <laughs> and just yeah, just bought it then and there. <laughs> like, like they hadn't even finished setting up. It was yeah, it was great. It's like well. That, Perfect start to my weekend. Managed to get a Sarah Sanctum for a really good price. I think that's... What, uh, what trader was this? Uh, it was Axion. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, and then after that, uh, hung around for a bit, waiting for the uh, the trial to start. Bumped into a few people from sort of magic events I've been to around <coughs> the country. A few familiar faces wandering around. Uh, and then uh, pairings go up for the first round of the trial. And I've got a buy, somehow. <laughs> <laughs> In a 64-person event? Yeah, so it turns out the, the way that they have to pair the event is, like, they pair it in, like, pods of eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, obviously, the the winner of that those pods of eight will go through to the next round, and the winners of those will go through to the next round, and so on and so on. So mm. there was, like, something six or seven of us or something with a bye in round one. That's what? Which was, like, yeah, really, really strange. So it, it gets paired as, like, different different pods. You can't cross pods in, like, the early rounds or something. I'm not... I, can't remember exactly what it was, but the uh, the judge explained how it worked at the time, and I was like, "All right, sure, Just doesn't really make sense, but whatever." Wins a win. Wizards event reporter. Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, free win, uh, and then round two, I played against. What did I play against? I played against um, Black Red in round two of that, and went two nil. Surprisingly, I thought, "Okay, that's good. That's cool. Uh, that's obviously a matchup where they're highly favoured against me." But I managed to sneak out the win there. It was great. Sweet. Uh, round three, I played against Turbo Fog. That main deck sorcerer Spyglass did so much work. Oh, yeah. Got there, both games, like, dead easily. Like, it just wasn't even a game. Uh, so, round four, uh, I get to the table. So, I'm on table one, seat two. I uh, get to my table, sit down. Everyone else, so we're, we're at the top eight at this point. Everyone else sat down. Judge comes around to hand out the match slips. And my opponent still hasn't turned up. I'm like, this is this is odd. So my opponent's on like table one, seat one. Mm-hmm. Like, where where are they? Where are they? <laughs> like, am I just gonna get a, get a win here? What happens? So I obviously I call a judge over, and the judge's like, well, you know, we've got five minutes for your opponent to turn up. If they if they don't turn up, they'll they'll get a, a game loss. Uh, if they don't turn up after ten minutes, they'll have a match loss. So we'll just just sit there, and then as soon as they they do arrive, just shout for me and I'll come over and we'll we'll sort it out so alright so I, I sit there and, and watch the game next to me uh, the game next to me finishes they've got their second game that game yep. finishes my opponent still hasn't turned up <laughs> they've got their third game 
that game finishes. <laughs> Shout out to Joe Jova. He comes back and goes, yeah, no, you, you, you've won this one. What? So I've absolutely no idea why, but yeah, my opponent didn't turn up, so I got essentially a, a buy into the top four. That's amazing. Uh, and then I lost in the top four horrifically to uh, to Mono Red. Uh, sure. Which was was fine. I wasn't expecting to win that, but I did get six boosters for my troubles. That's reasonable. Paid five pounds entry. Played two rounds of Magic, got six boosters. <laughs> Sweet, the EV was uh, unbelievable. It was great, yeah. I think they had a, like, <laughs> silly Planeswalker point multiplier on it as well. Um, oh. So I ended up getting like uh, 45 Planeswalker points as well. <laughs> <laughs> what a great start to the weekend. Yeah, it was great. Really good fun. Really good fun. Uh, so yeah, that was my Friday. Um, then after that, that event, I just kind of hung around and sort of caught, caught up with people, did a little bit of trading like i lent out quite a few cards to people for the event so i made sure they got all their cards and were all prepared for for the next day mm-hmm. and then went to weather spoons and i had like four bowls of chips that's great that's very good <laughs> after weather spoons just back to the hotel had an early ish night to be nice mm-hmm. and fresh for the morning so saturday morning we come to round one uh, and i play against uh, blue white control and that Sorcerer's Spyglass again. I go, literally went turn two, Sorcerer's Spyglass. And my opponent kind of looked a bit confused. And I was like, okay, can I read that? And I'm like, oh yes, he doesn't even know what the card does. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So <laughs> play it, they reveal their hand, and I just go, I see that playing blue white. I'm like, all right, Teferi, Hero of Dominaria. He goes, uh-huh. okay. And then that's pretty much the game for like the next. 35 minutes so we ended up going like game one took 40 minutes because my opponent just wouldn't concede <coughs> I had resolved with Sorcerer Spyglass they couldn't do they didn't have anything in their main, main board to get rid of it to deal with it mm-hmm. and obviously they couldn't like I mean they could cast the Teferis but they couldn't do anything with them Yep. so eventually I just got the got the combo off uh, and we had 10 minutes for game two <laughs> so in game two I sided in another sorceress by glass and uh, yep. I did manage to get one down against a fairy and then they, they cast out on that and then I got another one down named a fairy of that but like, to be honest like that that second game 10 minutes just wasn't going to be enough time to do it so it goes to yeah. it goes to extra turns and in the first lot of extra turns I cast a nexus of eight <laughs> <laughs> taking more than your fair share of turns it was yeah it was great it was uh, yeah a completely one sided round and I thought hey it's a really good really good start to that mm-hmm. uh, a nice 1-0 win there yep. uh, we got around 2 uh, I play against Turbofog again just very very easy I won that one 2-0 just that Sorcerer Spyglass doing all the work there the resolve yep. one against Teferi so they can't really can't really do anything mm-hmm. uh, in game 2 resolved one named Teferi uh, they did manage to forsake the worldly on it so they, they got rid of it uh, but then with a memory uh, managed to get it back into my hand name it again uh, then made a load of thopters and just won with a beatdown sweet against Turbo Hog it was great it was uh, really <laughs> really interesting so my sideboard I was playing Nexus of Fate as a one of because I found that it's like surprisingly good against the any of the control matchups because <clears throat> mm-hmm. because it's instant speed like you just cast it in their end step mm-hmm. um, if, you've got, if you've got your statue out it's going to cost like two vast majority of the time so you just yep. cast it in their end step and like they, they kind of have to counter it yeah uh, yeah, because if they don't, then like, all right, you're gonna get two two turns. When you're a combo deck, that's absolutely fantastic because you you know, you're bound to go off in one of those turns. Yeah. Uh, so I brought one in in the sideboard against against Turbo Fog, yeah. and it got to the point in game two where like my opponent had two cards in hand, I had two cards in hand. I play one of my cards, it's a land, and pass the turn. Uh, my opponent cycles one of the lands in their hand in my end step and then they go to their step they, they draw a card they uh, play a land they don't have two cards in their hand again and I'm like oh one of those cards has to be next to the fate I've got a next to the fate in my hand like I'm just waiting for them having this like standoff like <laughs> who's going to play the first nexus uh-huh. uh, and then they, they pass the turn uh, I drew the Aetherflux Reservoir in my turn mm-hmm. played the Aetherflux Reservoir and then they conceded on the spot revealed that hand and they had two lands in it <laughs> so it was great it was great it was really one of those like really tense like absolute standoff moments just who's gonna fire off the first nexus it was yeah they just had absolutely nothing so yeah i do respect my opponent quite a lot for, for conceding there as well sure i think they, I think they just knew that they 
they couldn't win it, which was, was fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, went into going into round three, um, two zero, winning one zero and two zero. Yeah, well, that's a pretty decent position to be in. The pairings go up, and I see I'm on table one. Sweet. And I'm like, all right, okay, this is this this is quite. This is quite cool. So I've never played in that position before, at like a, a large event. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I'm like, well, maybe, you know, maybe this is it. Maybe if if like my opponent's playing Turbo Fog, or if they're playing like a control deck or something, like maybe I can, you know, two nil this as well. Like maybe I'm going to do well. So I yeah. uh, get to the table and sit down. Uh, my opponent is uh, Sammy Sequom, mm-hmm. who is like arguably one of the best Pokemon TCG players in the world. Okay. So I yeah, uh, was like, well, probably isn't going to be a very easy matchup. <laughs> Sat down, drew my hand. Sammy drew his hand. He was on the play, and he goes Mountain Bomat Courier, and oh, I, boy. I just go, oh, oh well, oh no. <laughs> so this is this is how it goes. So uh, mm. yeah, played played the matchup. Uh, I did lose two nil. Um, rather quickly I think yeah. just kind of had like the nuts draw both games but it was really 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 good experience uh, to be honest I, I think he might be one of the best magic players I've ever played against uh, we oh, well. had like the games didn't last for that long but we had a good discussion about the matchup sort of afterwards and <laughs> it seemed to have like a really really good understanding for the game and um, just like a, just a genuinely seemed to be like a genuinely nice person as well like a really had really pleasant interactions with him even though he Wrecked me two nil with Chainwellers. Mhm. Uh, so uh, yeah, I enjoyed enjoyed that. A lot. In spite of that. Yeah, in spite of that, like <laughs> no, I, I enjoyed that a lot, and was it was definitely one of my favourite games I played all weekend. Mhm. Uh, so going into that, I we went to round four. Uh, played against Mono Red again, Ugh. and was just like lost two nil. Like, oh boy. Game one, they just got there. And game two, they went turn one, Bomat Courier, turn two, Bomat Courier, Bomat Courier. Uh. And there's just nothing you can do against it, really. Mm-hmm. So, started just to feel a bit, a bit bad. I think after that, because I was like, hey, starting two nil up is really cool. Got to be on table one. I guess you know you can't really go any higher than that. So, I didn't mind so much when I lost that first one. Then losing that second one, you see yourself drop from like table one to all the way down like table 109. You're like, uh sure oh well that's it I'm not going to win this one now got my second loss it's looking really really unlikely that I'm going to come anywhere near the top 8 mm-hmm. uh, so I go into round 5 and I play against black green in round 5 which was just like I didn't even realise it was still a deck to be honest yeah I thought it sort of pulled off a cliff yeah so uh, I won that one 2 nil fairly easily uh-huh. uh, they like the one thing I was scared of was like if they were playing like mangle horns in the sideboard yeah that would that be pretty rough card just wrecks me but they didn't have uh-huh. any in the sideboard and that was absolutely fine awesome uh, yeah I pretty much just get the combo I mean, you know, yeah like play the reservoir find a paradoxical outcome draw a million cards cast a million cards uh-huh. 50 to you pretty good <laughs> pretty good so was, yeah I went 3-2 uh, into the draft so I thought you know that's not so bad like considering that I was expecting to face like the red decks. Didn't yep. really feel that bad going against a red deck, and, and you know, two rounds in a row and losing quite badly. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, hey, like I know the draft <coughs> format fairly well. Yeah, I'm fairly confident in the draft. Like, if I can just go like two one in both my drafts, the worst, I'll be I'll be happy enough. You know, we'll see. Like, we're just paying for the positive record now, really. Yeah. So we sit down for the draft, and my pack one pick one is Nickel Bowlers the Ravager. Awesome. Like, okay, this is cool. It's not the resplendent angel that I'd asked for, but <laughs> <laughs> happy taking a nickel bolus. Uh-huh. Uh, so, obviously, you have to, when you're drafting a nickel bolus, you have to reveal to the rest of your pod that you've opened a nickel bolus. Yeah. Uh, so, I do feel like that kind of skewed the draft in a way because I, I just feel like I wasn't getting the right cards to play a Grixis deck at all. You see you think people were cutting you because you revealed a card? Yeah, I, I absolutely I, I absolutely think so. Like I had I had a me- mediocre Grixis deck with like obviously a really good finisher in Nickel Bolus. Mm. But there were definitely some key cards that I saw other people had that they might have just cut because of me. Mm-hmm. But you know, whatever. Which I do I, I guess it's kind of like they've fallen away, like Nickel Bolus turns up and it's like, Hey everybody look at me I'm the important <laughs> one here. So you did a flag win, so that's alright. Yeah, totally. Uh, and, you know, bolus is it's decent value, so I was like, whatever, I've got a bolus. My deck looks mediocre, we'll see what happens. 
So going to round one, yeah, my opponent is playing a red-white deck. I'm like, all right, yeah. okay, cool. That's probably the best deck in the format for draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, right, he's obviously going to be hyper aggressive. Let's just see if I can like, you know, last a couple of turns and stabilize, and maybe if I can draw my bolus, I might be able to, might be able to do something and come back from this. I had like a couple of copies of Dwindle in my deck. I thought, you know, whatever, we'll get there, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. It's a suspicious bootcase. You know, I got some blockers. It's going to be good. Uh, I lost both games on turn five. <laughs> both games. How did that happen? Uh, my opponent was playing with three copies of her- heroic reinforcements in their deck. Yes, that card's quite good. Yeah, it's. I mean, three. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was pretty good three. if you got one copy, but three of them. Yeah, I felt like I won the lottery when I got two in my deck. Yeah, absolutely. But I three. had three. It just guarantees that you're going to draw one. Like, if not in your opening hand, like in the first couple of turns. And so, like, obviously I wasn't expecting it in, in game one, and, like, it was just, yeah, fair enough, sure. And game two, like, I played everything on curve. Like, I played a Vampire Neonate turn one, Suspicious Bootcase turn two. Uh, I played, like, a, a three-mana spell on... I think it was a Mind... No, it was a Mind Rot. I played a Mind Rot on turn three, trying to mm-hmm. get, like, cards from their hand. They discard two basic lands, and then they... They top decked a heroic reinforcements. Ugh. And I was like, well, well, yeah. I just felt really, really salty after that. Like, I, I find that I tend, to, like, kind of not to get too upset mm-hmm. when I lose games of magic because, like, I, the result doesn't really matter to me. It's just a case of, like, how well I played. Yeah. But I feel like in that situation, like, specifically, I still think I played everything to the best of my ability. I played everything on curve. Yep. But there was there was just was nothing, in, like, absolutely nothing I could do in that situation. Mm-hmm. Like, my opponent just had it. So I was, yeah, I just, I mean, obviously didn't, you know, tried not to visibly show how I was upset or anything, but yeah, kind of kind of stung a bit, that one. Yeah. Uh, so after that, I went into the second round of draft. I did manage to win that one, 2-1. I had some fairly decent games, I thought. Which is kind of like grind fests, and then uh, drew the bolus, and then got the win with bolus. Sweet, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, "Well, one one, that's fine. I'll just just win the next one, and then we'll yep. be good." Uh, and then my opponent is playing a green white deck uh, with lots of enchantments. So played managed to get bolus down on turn four, just take mm-hmm. a card from their hand, pass the turn to them, and they play Hyromancer's Cage, targeting my nickel bolus. Ugh. Oh, okay, sure, fine. Uh, and then the next turn they play a Vine Mare, and I can't really do anything about Vine Mare. Mm, especially not when they put a Blanchwood armor on it. Uh-huh. And I'm like, alright, sure, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, lose to that. Game one. Uh, game two, they play play a Vine Mare on turn three, and then that's that's that. Yeah. I just, just lost to the Hexproof card. Which, I mean, that happens a lot of the time, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think. It's kind of just a, a symptom of the format, to be honest. So I wasn't too upset about it, but mm-hmm. that still sucks. Yeah, it's still just kind of kind of suck a bit. Yeah. So I ended up going one-two in that draft, but I didn't mind so much because I had a bolus. Sure, yeah, I mean <clears throat> that's pretty good. Yeah, and then after that, we, as I guess became the ritual, went to spoons. I got some chips, yeah. uh, and the vendors had some really good deals on for like booster boxes. Mm-hmm. So one of us had got a. I mean, yeah, well, Chris got like a like a fair few booster boxes of Ixlan because I think that like they ended up being like, like around like fifty pound each. I think it worked out on average for a booster box of Ixlan. It's like you can't really say no for that price, can you? No, that sounds really good. Yeah, so I think like one of the boxes he ended up paying like forty eight for or something in the end. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, Jeez. whatever it is, like I'll pay that for it. So I think he got like at least a case. Like, <laughs> I mean, Ixlan is not that badly. Yeah, Ixlan isn't, isn't that bad. Like, obviously, it's going to be in standard for a little while, and it's got a decent amount of value in the rare slots. Yeah. Like, search for a scanter and stuff, and like any of the transform cards. I mean, Field of Ruins are like. Yeah, Field of Ruins yeah. in there, um, Vraska's Contempt in there, Carnage Tyrant's in there still. Uh, I think like Hostage Taker's in there, and I think that's a card that'll go up a little bit once rotation happens. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, so there's plenty of decent cards in there. So awesome. we uh, we decided to crack a box just <laughs> just kind of for a laugh. <laughs> sure. So we decided decided to, to draft the box. Like we were like, well, we're just going to crack some pack. We haven't got time to do sealed or a draft or anything. So it's like half eleven at night now. So yeah. let's let's just draft the box. So we passed the box around and took a pack at a time out the box. And <laughs> <laughs> it was really silly, but kind of really fun. Uh, had, had a good laugh then. Uh, and then yeah, got up. Nice and early on Sunday morning, went into day two at four four, and was like, "Well, at this point, I've just kind of resigned myself to playing for a positive record, playing for the points." 
Yeah. Seeing how how I can do. Sure. So, the draft was was fairly interesting. The second draft just felt like really really strange. So I go my pack one pick one is Sky Scanner, Sweet. which kind of like it felt really weird. It was like well the rare in my pack was Magistrate Scepter, so they may as well have like not even been around in the pack. Yeah. Uh, one of my own commons was Johnny's Welcome. Yeah. The Solstice is called. Yes, yeah. Yeah, one of my cards was Johnny's Welcome. Uh, another one was Ether Shield Artificer. Uh, okay. And the third one was... Uh, I think it was Ether Tunnel. Uh, sure. Ether Tunnel or Blood Divination. I think it was one of the, it was one of those two in the in the first pack. Uh, and then there was a Sky Scanner in there as well. And I was like, well, Ether Shield Artificer seems fine, but that relies on me having artifact creatures. Yeah. And I know that, like, if I take this Sky Scanner, at least I'll have an artifact creature if it wheels. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm going to play the Sky Scanner in any deck, whereas, you know, I might not even necessarily play the Shield Artificer in a white deck. So I was like, whatever, I'll take the Sky Scanner and see what happens. So, pack one pick sure, I, mean, I mean, there's worse cards than first pick. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, yeah, like any other common in the pack, like, <laughs> could have been a lot worse. <laughs> so, yeah, pack one pick one, the Sky Scanner. And then I uh, pack one pick two is a Pegasus Corsa and I'm like well it's all downhill from here isn't it <laughs> <laughs> whatever let's just, just let's just try and try and eke out one win in this pod and you know hopefully I'll play against the whatever brew decks are left in standard and try to get back on a positive record that way yep so I resigned myself to a not so great draft <clears throat> mm-hmm. so my pack one pick three is Gin of Wishes that seems unreasonable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's what I thought. I was like, well, what, like, possibly, like, what could there have been in the pack that you would have picked over Jinnah Wishes? Yeah, like, like, unless there was like a foil rare. Uh, it turns out later there was. Uh, <laughs> it's sure. kind of like, what would you, like, what, what could you even pick over Jinnah Wishes? There's two cards mm. picked over that. So someone's picks the foil rare. Yeah. And then, and then something else. Like I didn't, I didn't check to see whether it was a common or an uncommon. I just saw the Jinnah wishes and slammed that, and I was like, "Yeah, well, yeah, just like just oh, thank you, I'll take that." Yeah, like five Jeez. five mana four four flyer. Like if it just said that, I would have been so happy to see that at that point. Yeah, and then it just has a ridiculous line of text on it. Yeah, absolutely. So I was like, "Okay, Jinnah wishes, that's cool." Mm-hmm. And then it just got past like any and all good blue white cards. Sure. And the deck kind of built itself. So like other notable includes were uh, pack two, pick five, Lena, selfless champion. Well, that's that's absurd. Yeah, I feel like that's just a card that if you open it, pack two, pick one, you yeah, just pick it. Yeah, just slam it. Like yeah. I'm just, it's cards too good not to play. Or like pack two, pick two, because you're you might be able to go into white, or you might be in white, or or pick three, or pick four. Like surely one of those four people must have been playing white, or be in a position where they're not so hard on colors that they can just audible into a white deck. Absolutely. But um, yeah, that's nuts. It was very odd, so yeah, slammed that. Uh, and then pack two, pick five was Meteor Golem. <laughs> sorry, sorry, pack two, pick six. Yeah, Lena Selfless Champion was, was was pick five, and yeah, Meteor Golem, pack two, pick six. You passed Elena and then a Meteor Golem. Yeah, while I was already in the blue, or or at least trying to be a blue white artifact deck. And the, a, Meteor Golem was just really good anyway. In, yeah, in pretty much any deck. It's like this is this this draft is just really really strange, but. I, I guess I'm just getting there and then Jeez. like yeah like, uh, I think like a couple of picks down the line I got past the aerial engineer as well <laughs> and I was like alright I'll be here just take this that seems unreasonable yeah so my pack three pick um, yeah pack three open up my pack uh, and the rare in my pack is uh, Wind Reader Sphinx <laughs> nice and I'm like alright sick I'm already in like the blue white deck uh-huh. that card is just amazing uh, but I also noticed there's a Take Vengeance in the pack as well and I don't actually have other than the Meteor Golem I don't actually have any removal in my deck at that point uh-huh. and I'm like the way this draft's gone so far, so far this Sphinx is going to wheel <laughs> you're that arrogant about it <laughs> yeah I was like uh, yeah pack 2 pick 5 Lena pack yeah, 2 pick 6 Meteor Golem yeah, like, definitely I'd, pun, right? I'd, yeah I'd been past a Supreme Phantom as well like <laughs> Jeez. All of these like decent cards, like this this Sphinx. Like I got past the Jinnah wishes. Like there's yeah, no got... way there's no way somebody's gonna someone who passed the Jinnah wishes is gonna pick a Wind Reader Sphinx. Like it's it's, <clears> it's <throat> got a wheel. It has to. So sure. grip my teeth. Take the take vengeance. Pass the Sphinx. Oh. 
and then seven picks later it comes back to me. How? Oh, like, it's just good in the blue deck. Yeah. <laughs> just good in the blue deck. Absolutely absurd. So, yeah, I, I think I, I did end up making a mistake and I didn't actually run it in my main deck. What? Uh, I think because because I'd, I'd opened, I'd, yeah, I'd opened like a couple of artifacts. I think I was trying to force the artifact deck a bit much and was like, well, I'm already playing a couple of five drops, a six drop and a seven drop. Like, mm. do I really want two seven drops in this deck? Sure, uh, okay, when you put it like that, but... So maybe... yeah, that was my, my thinking behind it, which in hindsight is absolutely wrong. So I didn't run it in the main board, but I found after every game one, I was just like siding out the two skill animators that I opened and putting in a win readers thinks in a cancel yeah i mean sweet okay yeah. <laughs> but i think i think your line is defensible like you know your curve's pretty hard and you're trying to go home the artifact deck because you've got the pieces for it but um i think well in the, in the end i just i don't think I, I did have enough pieces for it i think sure i just kind of built the main board skewed you know skewed against like the aggro deck after the, just the thrashing that i got from it the day before yeah sure so i believe you wield a win readers things yep yeah that's bananas uh, it was absolutely bizarre but the deck just built itself like i had like two copies of, of dwindle i had three copies of take vengeance i had a sleep uh, i had yeah aerial engineer i had a copy of essence scatter i had a monolith uh, i had a mirror image i had a gearsmith guardian obviously that sky scanner the pickers corsa i had a salvager of secrets jeez uh, Scholar of Stars, the Supreme Phantom, that Aether Shield Artificer that I passed up in pack one came back, so I had that as well. <laughs> so I went, yeah, I like 2 nil in round one, dead easy. 2 nil in round two, dead easy. Uh, and then round three, I lost that one, 1-2. One, I uh, had two absolutely fantastic limited games, but I did get to find out what was in the pack that was better than Gin, Gin of Wishes. Oh, yeah? It was a foil Sigil uh, Sword of Valoran. Oh, sweet, okay, sure. Uh, I just just lost to that. Yeah. Yeah. You play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was uh, it was the it was the black white kind of life gain life loss deck thing. Sure. And yeah, but the sigil sword on the the one three with life link. <laughs> while yeah, he that's... had yeah, while he had the um, the black white uncommon the regal blood lord out. Oh, dude. And the um, uh, what's it called the epicure of blood. Yeah. Okay. Gain life, lose one, one life. And it was like, well, yeah. I can I can sit here and I can block that all game, mm. but like I can block whatever you're throwing at me, but you're gonna gain the life from the life link, and I'm just gonna lose one a turn. So like game one went really well, and I thrashed in game one, and I lost to that in game two, uh, and then oh. game three I kept an absolutely fantastic hand. Uh, it had two land. It had a yeah, two land, a take vengeance, a sky scanner, a monolith, and two copies of dwindle. And I didn't draw a third land, Ugh. so I just just lost that, lost yeah. to that, which which felt really okay. really bad. But mm-hmm. the other two games were, were good enough that I, I didn't really mind so much, and I was still on a positive record at that point. Sure. So went into the second last round of standard after that. I uh, played against Black Green again, mm-hmm. uh, which again didn't play any Mangle Horns in, horns in the sideboard, and it was like really really easy. Okay. Like pretty, yeah. Just one of those rounds where it just you just like almost kind of feel bad. Yeah. Because it was just like just just very very one sided. A complete hosing. Yeah, completely. Sure. So yeah, at that point I was uh, seven and five going into the final round. So it was like, well, at that record, like I'm guaranteed to make prizes if I ID with my opponent uh-huh. in the final round. Yep. But I decided I want to play it out. Okay. That's. I thought, you know, I don't really like if I ID, I get six packs. Like, what's six packs of M19 really? Like, <laughs> I, you know, if I win, I'll get tw- I'll get twelve packs. But like, even then, like, I'm not even fussed about the packs. Like, I would just just like the points. Like, twenty four points is is cool. It's a decent amount. Yeah. So find my opponent. Uh, I sit down. Uh, my opponent goes, Oh, would you like to ID? Uh, I go, No, I don't think I. Would. I think I would just like to play it out. I, I wouldn't mind just getting zero booster packs. I'm uh. only really looking for the points. Sure. And my opponent goes, Oh, okay, okay, you sure you don't want to ID? You go, mm. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Like, you know, if I just got the points and didn't get any packs, I would, I, you know, I'd be happy that way. Yeah. It wouldn't even matter. Because obviously I can't just suggest a prize split at that point, but yeah, yeah. You know, I'm kind of kind of slightly insinuating it. My opponent sure. goes, Okay, sure, sure, we'll, we'll play it out. Okay. They win the die roll, they go turn one mountain bowmat courier, and I just oh. instantly regret my decision. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I just got an absolute pasting, like just. <laughs> 2-0, uh, losing to red-black, just horrifically. Yep. It was so, so, so bad. It was just, <laughs> just, oh, it was just horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. I imagine your opponent felt pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they did, yeah. yeah. So they, they're happy they got an upgrade to 12 packs. And then yeah. um, one of their friends came over and and uh, told them that like another one of their friends had just made top eight. They were dead happy about that as well. So oh, know, at, least, at least that, I thought that was cool. Like They got to win their last round. Their mates just you know, won the top eight. 
they've had a good weekend. That's cool for them. I'm still on a positive record. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think all in all, I, w- I was happy enough. That's sweet. And upcoming uh, 131 in total out of uh, 442 players. Not too bad. So, yeah, I'm fine. Like, same record I did last year. Like, I went 7 and 6 last year as well. So, I would have liked to have improved. Like, mm-hmm. technically, I could have if I'd just taken that ID. Yeah, but, you know, sure. hindsight's twenty twenty on these things, isn't it? Yeah, and, you know, I, mean, I, 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 I came to play like yeah, so you know, Better. had a lot of fun. So after that, the the rest of the people that I had I'd gone down with, they were doing a chaos draft at the time because they'd all dropped from the main event. Mm-hmm. So I got to play some old school while they were doing a chaos draft. Sweet, okay, it's really cool. Um, yeah, just managed to get like one game in while they were playing like the last round I uh, played against uh, Chris Cooper oh who yeah was playing this just absolutely horrendous like essentially a turbo fog deck awesome uh, was playing like relic barriers and icy manipulators and <laughs> an ivory tower and it was like <laughs> great sure like <laughs> Uh, that game ended when I conceded while he was on 53 life. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about old school. Yeah. So I'm going to use this, like, you know, £5,000 card to cast this absolute crap. <laughs> so good. It, it was oh, it was sweet. It was really, really cool. Like, I, I was like, right, I'm going to, you know, won the die roll. I went Swamp, Ritual, Hypnotic Spectre, go. Mm-hmm. And, and he, yeah, he went... Uh, Land, Sol Ring, Ivory Tower, go. And I'm like, right, sick, I'm going to get him, I'm going to get him. Like, yeah. I drew another Dark Ritual off, off the top as well, and so I went oh. to combat, hit with the, the with the hippie, played a land, Dark Ritual, tap my swamp, cast Suchi, so I'm like, oh, I've got this in the bag. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then he goes like, <laughs> Mox, Mox, Icy Manipulator, <laughs> Relic Barrier. I'm like, oh... <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he, yeah, taps down my creatures. I'm like, all right, sure, go. Uh, then he draws Book, and then uh, plays Book, passes the turn, taps down my creatures, draws a card at the end of his turn, plays uh-huh. another Ivory Tower, plays the Library of Alexandria, passes the turn, and I'm like, oh god, okay, sure. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah, taps down my creatures every turn. Gains a load of life, and I just yeah, obviously concede when he's at like fifty three life or something silly. Like I just couldn't win that. Sure. Uh, and then his friend who was like driving him home was like desperate to leave, so we didn't get to play out a game two. But at least I got to play some old school in paper while I was there. Yeah, sweet. I mean, when was the last time you actually played paper old school? <sighs> Quite a while ago now. Uh-huh. They, the paper games come very few and far between in, in the northeast. Yeah, I can imagine. So, yeah. I mean, we we don't. I mean, our scene basically boils down to like three people. Yeah, uh, <laughs> mine is like, like three people as well. I think yeah. it's like me, Seb, and occasionally like Crosby will come up from like Stockton and play, <laughs> like, <laughs> make pilgrimage. Yeah, yeah. Usually when he's judging an event, he, and maybe he'll have his old school deck on him. But mm-hmm. yeah, it. Uh, all in all, just a really fun weekend. Yeah, it sounds really good. I'm really good. I missed out. Yeah, I'm good. You missed out as well. It would have been cool to see you there. Yeah, definitely, definitely would have convinced you to do a, a battle one draft or something. Oh God, no! <laughs> uh, no, it was just, it was just fun. Really, really fun. I had an absolute <laughs> blast. Earned two hundred and sixteen planeswalker points from the main event, so that's me qualified for next year already. So Woo-hoo. bring on next year. Awesome. Wherever that may be, hopefully it'll be somewhere a little bit Thank more interesting than Watford. Like, I mean, yeah, somewhere northern would be nice, but I'm not going to hold my breath. I mean, I just want central places yeah like i I think the location itself like whereabouts in watford the place was was Mm -hmm. a lot better than where the roundhouse was in derby like there wasn't really anything around it other than like the train station yeah whereas like the coliseum like it was like a five minute walk away from like a decent sized sainsbury's and then like the high street like i assume it was like whatever the high street is in watford was just right next to it as well so it was like it's pretty accessible for like most things, so you could like in between rounds, you could pop out of the venue and just go to Sainsbury's. Get That's some good. Food, get some just going like as amenities close by. Yeah. Whereas last year there was like nothing. There was like whatever food and drinks they had on the site. Yeah, it was pretty bad last year. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, all in all, a very successful weekend. I think I think I mostly played very well. Um, yeah. Didn't have any judge calls against me. Uh, made a fair yeah. amount of judge calls myself. 
uh, witnessed some quite unusual judge calls, but you know those things. Those things have been addressed. Maybe maybe sure. we'll see something about that in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, great weekend. I had an absolute blast, and I'm just looking forward for the next couple of weeks where I just just don't play any magic. <laughs> <laughs> but we've got a podcast to do, Joe. Yeah, sure. <laughs> One of us has got to play magic. Yeah, we do. No, it was great. Uh, really good fun. Playing great games. Catching up with some cool people that I don't get to see very often. I only get to see like a, these events that people travel to. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, shout out Sam Bourne if you're listening to it. Really cool to catch up with you. Uh, yeah, fantastic weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, bring on Raftica spoiler season is all, all I can say now. Yeah, I mean, that's the next thing we've got to look forward to, right? Yeah, I mean, we've got store championships. So uh, I'm going <laughs> to play the Paradoxical Reservoir deck again then. Because <clears throat> I think I did fairly well. Like, uh went 4-3 in standard overall. Uh-huh. And considering that the three decks I lost to were the red decks, I think that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Uh, and I think I'm going to make a slight change to it and play with uh, Fireforger's Puzzle Knot in my main board. That sounds like some sweet tech. Yeah. It deals with Bomac Courier, because you don't play any removal in the deck, really. Like, mm. you play, like, Commit, or, like, Baral's Expertise, so you can bounce things, but you don't mm-hmm. really play removal. And, like, yeah. the Metal Spinner's Puzzle Knot is just always feels bad against Mono Red. Like, yeah, sure, yeah. like, you're drawing a card, which obviously is great, mm. but every life point counts. And the fact that yeah, you're losing absolutely. a life just for casting that, like kind of really hurts mm-hmm. especially when like you're losing one life just to their chain whirlers as well anyway yeah sure so I think like at least if I play the fireforgers puzzle not like you still make a, make a thopter if you've got a sigh in play if you've got a statue out in play it still taps for improvise mm-hmm. and yeah sometimes that one damage is, it's, it'll be enough to you know, kill a bomat courier or yeah. you know maybe you can get in for the damage in combat and then leave them at one play a person <laughs> and kill them yeah. like you never know you never just know so I, I think that's what I'm going to do I'm going to switch up my deck a little bit so mm-hmm. my game's a little bit better against mono red but other than that I'm fairly happy with my deck choice for the weekend uh, I think I played mostly I mean as far as standard goes I think I definitely played the best of my ability mm-hmm. whereas I think I think in draft one or two things could have gone a little differently yeah but overall I had great fun sure sweet awesome so I think it's pretty much going to do it for this week Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, hit us up. Did you go to nationals? Uh, how did you find the event? Uh, how were you happy with your deck choices? Were you happy with your draft? Uh, did you get past a, a dinner wishes for pack one pick three? <laughs> Let <laughs> us know. Yeah, contact us on our usual social media site pages, so you can get to on us at Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash hfdcast, or on Twitter, we are at hfdcast, uh, or just hfdcast at gmail.com our website hfdcast.com which we will update at some point I I absolutely promise you (laughs) Uh, or you can get us on our personal social media I'm just Joe Loudon on Facebook find me in pretty much every Magic the Covering group there is on Facebook like I don't know which ones I'm not in now there's so many of them I'm in or on Twitter you can get at me at peachgardenoaf that's O for FNAF um, yeah, catch me on there just calling out cheaters and people who aren't very ethical. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, I'm on Twitter at snail69. Nice. Oh. <laughs> it still makes me laugh every time. Yeah. Uh, uh, or I'm just on Facebook and Sam Neil, just, you know, existing. <laughs> just arguing with people. That's all I do. <laughs> That's all I do ever awesome so yeah thanks for listening once again but we are approaching the second hour Godfarer has returned as we see you again next week on Hour of Devastation 